This episode of the Spout Podcast is sponsored by JustJared.com. For over 15 years, Just Jared has been the go-to source for up-to-the-minute updates on film, fashion, music, and so much more. Visit JustJared.com or join the conversation with Just Jared on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. This is the Spout Podcast. Where famous people spout off on more than what they're famous for. Here's Deanna Cruz. Hey, I'm Deanna Cruz. Welcome to the Spout Podcast with my girl, Ava Max. Thank you for having me. Hi. So have you been working a lot while you're at home quarantining and staying in? I just started writing again and it feels so, so good. I feel so like ready and I my journal's getting like again because I just have so many ideas and it feels good to kind of step away and then come back in Mm -hmm. it's like it's just an overflow of emotions I'm so excited talk to me about your thought process when you are writing it's all about anthemic music for me I want to be able to listen to my music and go for a run or dance dance all day you know in rehearsals and have that energy I wanted to have that energy I want the music to lift people up I want people to feel like you know if they're having a bad day, they can put on the music, my music, and then they can just dance and not think, you know, and, and also have strong lyrics. I think strong lyrics is the number one thing in my music. Um, even now writing, I can tell you like it's, it's getting even stronger and more anthemic. If you didn't think that was possible, it is. And I can't wait to release this new music, but I think it's just in my veins growing up in an Albanian household, my, my family and my parents and, And my aunts and uncles, they were very strong, and especially the women in my Mm -hmm. family, you know, they're very outspoken. And that's how I kind of was raised to be. And sometimes I got to shut myself up because I'm just like, okay, girl, you're a little too outspoken. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're first generation, correct? Mm -hmm. So I'm first generation as well. My parents are Portuguese. And yeah, so I remember growing up and I remember going to kindergarten for the first time and having such a hard time because, I mean, I grew up speaking Portuguese you know, and having the hardest time speaking English. And I'm like, and I knew some things because I learned from Sesame Street because what we spoke at home was Portuguese, right? We we didn't really speak English. My grandparents were here at the time as well. They ended up going back to Portugal. Yeah, so did you grow up similar to that? Like, was it, were you speaking um, Albanian at home? And then when you went to school, you were kind of like, ooh, it was kind of a, a shock to you? Oh, yeah. My parents and my brother were all they were all born in Albania. I grew up in Albania. My brother left when he was around seven. And then they stayed in France for a year um, when they escaped Albania at the time because it was communist. And um, so when they stayed in France for the year, you know, it it was funny. My brother started speaking French and and I was almost born in France. So I could have been a French baby. (laughs) And uh, that would have been cool. Could have been eating croissants since birth. <laughs> but my dad wanted to come here, so I was born in Wisconsin. So that they only knew Albanian when mm-hmm. I was born, and so I only knew Albanian. So when I went to kindergarten, I didn't know English. Maybe just high and by, and mm-hmm. then I had an ESL teacher up until like eighth grade. Mrs. Spears, I love her. I read that your mom was an opera singer. Do you know how to sing opera music? It's crazy because I, I remember them struggling a lot when they came to America, but I always remember my mom singing around the house and she had to have three jobs with my, my dad as well, three jobs each. And they 
she kind of had to give up on that dream. And she, you know, she went to music school in, back in Albania growing up and she loved singing opera and it came natural to her. And we would sing around the house all the time. And I would be so in awe of her voice. It was so, it's so loud. Even to this day, she, I tell her she can break like windows or so it's so loud, her operatic voice. And so I'm just like, I'll never be able to reach that. Mm-hmm. She's like number one in our family. My mom, <laughs> she's great. I, but I think I got it from her, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I love that about my mom that I could share that with her. I think one of the important lessons, too, and I've heard you say this, too, is just never give up. If you have this dream, just keep going with it. Yes, exactly. And so that's why that stuck with me. Even when I would tend to forget, my mom would remind me. (laughs) (laughs) Where's your mom now? Tell her to come over and sing a little opera for us. (laughs) Probably cooking. She loves to cook. She's always cooking. And uh, my my dad's a lucky one because he gets free cooking all day. (laughs) Albanian food is so, so good. I mean, we have a thing called chofte, which is like like kind of like meatballs, but Albanian style. Mm-hmm. A lot of like good seasoning, garlic and all that. And it just tastes so good. So chofte, spanakopita from scratch. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a mixture of Greek a little bit. Okay. Because it was so close to Greece. So, you know, we like to put feta cheese on everything. And so mm-hmm. it's kind of like similar, but Albanian. <laughs> what's <laughs> your what's your favorite dish? Spanakopita. It's like, I mean, oof, I could, I could cry. It's so good. It makes it fresh. And the chop then. Okay. The, the, I guess meatballs. Now, do you know how to, how to cook these dishes as well? No. <laughs> You'll leave it to mom, right? No, I've tried. And I've tried learning. You know, she, this is her. She's like, and I'm like, what? The, what? She's, like, no, no, no. She's like, get away from my kitchen. She's like, get away from my kitchen. Like, you're distracting me. And she, I'm like, no, but what are you doing? She's like, I'm just throwing things. I don't measure. And I'm like. Mom, how am I going to, like, show my kids? She's like, well, just watch. I was like, this looks so confusing. (laughs) So have you gone back to Albania? No, I was going to go. But the pandemic, no, not this year. Like, we're supposed to be, like, a family trip at least three weeks um, there in Greece and Italy and Germany where we have all our family members. But we couldn't go. And it was so upsetting. Even my mom got really upset because she told everyone she was coming. And Mm -hmm. obviously something called COVID came. Right. And a bunch of cancellations and a bunch of, hey, stay at home. So have your parents gone back? No. no. Okay. They have just been working, working, working since they came here. And, you know, I really wanted to do that for them last year. So hopefully maybe later this year if everything opens up. Yeah. Keeping your fingers crossed, right? I know. I'm hoping. I mean, I don't know. I'm hoping to tour. I'm hoping to see my fans again mm-hmm. in person. It seems like you have a really tight relationship with your family. Um, I know that when you released your album a few days later, your grandfather passed away. So I'm so sorry for that. And how was how how was that feeling? It's like, you know, you have your album, Heaven and Hell, and you're like, yeah, it's finally, finally released this. Something I've worked so hard on, right? And then um, that happens and your grandfather passes away. So how did you deal with that? That was so horrible. <laughs> it was, it was... Um, kind of out of nowhere as well because he was fine and then within three days he was deteriorating like it was just like I heard like actually the night my album came out on September 18th I heard you know he's I don't know what's going on with him he's getting weaker he can't really walk next day not feeling good stomach pains the other day he was on a hospital bed and then it was crazy because it was really hard because they wouldn't allow my father in because of COVID and he didn't speak English. So he passed and it was peaceful in his sleep. And 
It was hard for all of us though to watch him go because again, it's like the longer actually you have your grandparents, the more you get close to them and the older you are, the wiser you are and the more you know how much they even mean to you. Cause mm-hmm. when you're super young and they pass, like maybe you don't get to know them as much, but you know, it taught me to really, again, cherish the moment with people I love. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for your loss. No, it's okay. Thank you. It, it, that's life. And I think the best thing we can do again is live each day like to our fullest and be around people we love. Did you ever get a chance to ask him his story? Um, I, my grandfather lived till he was in his 80s. And then I, I kind of was like, well, why did you choose? My family went um, moved to Connecticut. Why did you choose Connecticut out of all places? The U.S. is so big. And then did you get that story from your grandfather? When my family came to the U.S., you know, as immigrants, um, they brought my grandparents as well. Mm-hmm. And so when they came over, he started working because he, he was so social. He was like a comedian back in Albania. He, play, he played a clown on stage. He was like an entertainer. And that's where I got a lot of my oh. entertainment. He, he was an actor. He was in movies in Albania. And I need to find these films. But he was, he was so incredible. When he came here, he started working in the circus and working in the in like fairs when they would come. And so he would like make the balloons. And so that's what he would do when he came to America because he had so much fun kind of in that entertaining world. But then, you know, it was tough after my grandma died and then he kind of just didn't want to leave the house. And it's, it's harder when you leave everything behind like mm-hmm. he did in Albania, come here lost his wife and then still had to go on, you know, with no one and except for my family, obviously. But, you know, it's, it's a tough it's a tough one for especially immigrants, immigrant families leaving everything behind. I saw that firsthand with my family and it's 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 a lot of hard work and a lot of dedication and it's a lot of sacrifice. And and, you know, that's mainly the reason why I didn't give up on my dream, because I'm like, OK, if they can do all that crazy stuff and risk their lives leaving a communist country at the time. You know, yeah, he would be super proud of you right now. Thank you. You're welcome. You You are living like the American dream, which is like what a lot of parents, immigrant parents hope. They always they moved here, obviously, for a better life for themselves, but also for their kids. So, yes, they would be super proud of you. (laughs) More with Ava Max next. For over 15 years, Just Jared has been the go-to source for up-to-the-minute updates on film, fashion, music, and so much more. Want to know where Ariana Grande went on her last date? Harry Styles was talking to which ex last night? Visit JustJared.com now or join the conversation with Just Jared on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Now back to the Spout Podcast. So first question on Google when I I went on there was... uh, does Ava Max wear a wig? You wear a wig once in a while, correct? I wear wigs on photo shoots and videos just because I don't want to fry my hair off. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, on set, you like straighten your hair, you curl it, you you spray it. It's like with all these chemicals. So I decided to wear wigs on music video sets and photo shoots because I did you know, style my hair once and it was just so tough and dry the next day. I'm like, what if I did this every day? I'd have no hair left. So I'm like, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. So I kind of protect my hair that way. But everyday life, it's me. (laughs) And then how did you, it was by accident that you got the max. So (laughs) tell this story because I found it really, really funny. Okay, so (laughs) this is really funny. I was legit baking. And of course, I leave the cookies in for too long because I was messing with all these wigs, cutting my hair. I was dyeing my hair. 
like, you know, I had the whole day to myself, the whole place to myself. I was relaxing. So this was about almost four years ago now, which is crazy. Wow. My cookies are burning. I started running down the stairs. Like, I mean, sprinting. It, like the place was like getting all smoky. smoky? Oh, that bad. <laughs> I don't know. They were dead. They were like, they were they black little cookies. Like, <laughs> and so I started going up the stairs and I forgot to cut the other side. And I'm like, wait, I kind of like this. And I started wearing it a few days. And then some people were like, that is hideous. And then some people were like, Oh, that's kind of cool. I've never seen that before. <laughs> it works. It works. A matter of fact, I have a hair appointment in a couple of weeks and I was like, you know, maybe I should do the max <laughs> to do half, keep the other side oh long. Oh my God. It's a lot of maintenance though because I can't do a regular ponytail. It has to be a bun. Oh, okay. A regular ponytail just looks odd. So how have you how have you been keeping busy during COVID and have you been working out at all? Are you like a, a fitness guru? Do you like working out? No, that's no. <laughs> She's like, I like eating and that's about it. <laughs> Literally, if I want to like lose like, oh, let's like a couple pounds, five pounds. I kind of fa- I like fasting, like oh, from okay. like, you know, from like 8 p.m. to like the next day, 12 or something. What is the first thing you want to do once COVID is done? I, I know that things are going to be different. There's going to be a new norm. But if everything were to go back to normal, what's the first thing that you would want to do? Touring. I cannot wait to travel the world again. I mean, I don't even know what that's like anymore. I'm thinking, I'm looking at pictures and I'm like, damn, girl, you went everywhere around the world. What? Uh, who is that? I'm like, I don't know who that is. Because it's been so long. I don't even know if I'll be okay flying in a plane. I'll be like, I'll be freaking out. I'll be like, I'm in an airplane. <sighs> and I know people are flying right now, but I just, I mm-hmm. haven't flown okay. since last February. I was in, I went to Paris for a video with Alan Walker. So that was the last time. And let me guess, you were walking around Paris or France, like total oh zombie, God. like not really appreciating what's that, you know, because you're like, oh, God, I'm so tired oh, from the oh flight. Gosh, Am I right? I was. I don't know if I ever posted this and how you knew this, but that last trip, I went with my girlfriend, Tasha. And so we were just we were, we have pictures of us like we couldn't even open our eyes because we were so jet lagged. We didn't sleep on the flight at all. And so but we had to do the video. And so we're like, we're like, we have to see the Eiffel Tower. You do. <laughs> and then we started walking and I'm not kidding you. We like got lost a little bit of parents. And then we're like, we got to go back and take an hour nap before this video shoot because we were there for only 48 hours. So I wanted to end with uh, your avatars, okay? Super fans. I posted up a question on my Twitter yesterday, and it was funny because all of a sudden it started lighting up. Like I, you know, I tweeted and then I closed the <laughs> closed the app, and when I opened, I'm like, "Whoa, <laughs> what is all this?" Number one question I kept seeing on there is, okay. "When are you getting the music video for my head in my heart?" Okay, you know what's funny about that. I can't say anything yet, but I have to say something is coming. I can say something is coming for sure in the next month. <laughs> okay. All right. Does that help? <laughs> Here's the other question too. If you weren't doing music, then what? What would you be doing? Oh my God. I've said this multiple times. And I'm not even kidding you. This is what I would do. I would be an interior designer. I'm not kidding. I love interior designing. Like, as you can see, my butterfly chairs and my Maryland, I love putting things together. I love putting colors together, wild colors with like neutrals. Like I have a thing for like 
in interior decorating. Like I really love it. Awesome. Do you like doing that with fashion too? Yes. Fashion. Oh my God. It's kind of like fashion. Yeah. You put together clothes and put together furniture, painting. It's like color schemes. I love that so much. Um, all right. So shout out to Angelo. He says he loves you a lot. He loves you tons. I love you, Angelo. Uh, he wants to know what your quarantine go-to when you're at home. So let's say your quarantine go-to food when you're at home. My gluten-free. I'm, I've been trying to say gluten-free while I'm in the pandemic because I'm not in Europe eating the best bread. So mm. I'm like, well, no, this is a good time. <laughs> so gluten-free pasta. With my Raoul's marinara, sensitive marinara sauce, and bacon bits, mm. and chicken. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, at Heya RF10, she says, what's your favorite song on the Heaven and Heart? And sum it up in about three words. She loves you a lot, by the way. Wait, Heaven and Hell or Head and Heart? So I think she combined. She wrote, yeah, she probably, Heaven, Heaven and Heart, Heaven she wrote. My favorite song on Heaven and Hell has to be... Nope, this is a tough one. Who's laughing now? Because I really love the video. And I love that I got to play a lot of characters. And I wrote that treatment kind of to show how I felt growing up, like trying to make it in the music industry. And like, like basically saying now who's laughing now to all the people that didn't help me. <laughs> um, let's see. And Joe Blue Music wants to know, what's the hardest song that you've written? Hardest song to sing, you think? Probably? Maybe like maybe lyrically or what took you the longest to write? What was kind of... Oh, no. um, I think, you know, Kings and Queens had a lot of lives and it had different lyrics. Um, and it took a minute to get like pop champagne and raise a toast because we had so many different things in there. But then we wanted to keep it fun, mm-hmm. but also impactful. We didn't want to make it because it was we had a... We kept going back and forth. Instead of making the chorus full impactful, we thought, you know, let's mix it, make it fun and kind of meaningful, you know, and not like it it, it was like a good mixture. It turned out great. (laughs) It turned out great. Uh, And final question. And this is from me. What can we expect from you moving forward? Like, is there going to be another album maybe in 2021 or 2022? I know you said you've written a lot of music. So, you know, during quarantine. I promise you guys there will be no shortage of music. I have a lot of music coming always and forever. I think on the album spectrum, you just got to wait and see. No, I can't just give away my secrets. Thanks a bunch. It was great talking to you. I appreciate it. Thank you, Deanna. See the full conversation at Spout Podcast on YouTube. Follow us at Spout underscore podcast on IG, Twitter, and TikTok. Plus now, Spout Podcast on Clubhouse. Next week, Little Nas X spouts off. Do you find it easier to date now that you came out a little bit? Like, can you be more yourself? It's definitely easier. I mean, because before fame, I dated maybe like two, three people, and okay. none of the relationships like ever like anybody new besides us too you know be sure to listen to the next spout podcast on apple podcast spotify or wherever you get your podcast the spout podcast is presented by alpha media produced by gorilla sound hosted on sounder fm and created by phil becker spout
Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.